Phantasm. Maximum Terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! What the fuck is up, and welcome to Phantasm Podcast. I'm Corey Gorkreist. With me, here live in the flesh, Dr. Vincent West. Hey, how are you guys doing? I'm the doctor visiting in town. He came to came to see me this time, and we're going to the beach. I'm going to go back and see you in a couple weeks. You are. It's, I'm excited about that. We're going to go to our favorite destination spot and do some of that one of the spots of florida so that's gonna be fun all lucifer's cola it is another another part of that that we've not done but we're going to do that again and i'm excited about that how about you oh dude i yeah i'm ready to see that wawa i even accidentally thought we had a deal on another place to stay and i did not because i just keep frantically checking it so So we've we've gotten it down past like 80 dollars or something at this point it's good we've saved a good amount of money just by finagling and checking it all the time and it's a good thing about booking if you're trying to book stuff on there. Um, you know, it's you can if you if you look for the no you know, the free cancellation and pay at the property, you can go ahead and book the shit and you know. Huh. Found a quarter on the floor. That's good luck. I do that. <laughs> yeah, good luck to you. Um, but yeah, if you go on booking, you can if you find the ones that are pay at the property, which means you don't have to pay till you get there, but you can still book a room. Uh, for the rates that they're going for, then it's, it just makes it a lot easier. So we try to check if we book stuff in advance. You know, if it goes down in price, we can go ahead and rebook it and get the deal. So that's what we were trying to do. But uh, but anyway, uh, we are finally doing a film that has been requested for a long time. Uh, some of our guests have requested to do it for them, and we just never have. Uh, nothing against the guests, but. This was just something we just needed to wait for the right time to do. And uh, it popped up while we were looking through our dear friends at Tubi. Tubby. Uh, you know, the free app. It's free streaming service. You don't even have to put in your email address or sign up for it. Unless you want to make like a like a queue to add stuff to, like a, like a list. Um, but yeah, it's free. Just get it. It's on all streaming platforms. Uh, is this film we picked today we just kind of saw it and we're like you know what let's just do it it's it's approaching the sixth anniversary of phantasm six fucking years of this um we're very excited to to share that with you and to for you all to be a part of it hopefully uh, so yeah what what film do we have we're watching the original evil dead from 1981 and uh it's should be fun i haven't watched this movie in 20 years so yeah been that long yeah it's been a long time since i've watched it damn it's i mean what can we really say that hasn't already been said about evil dead it's just uh it's one of the horror films you know so i mean it's like one of the you know the tippy top here of of horror so definitely uh hopefully all are are tuning in whether you have it on blu-ray or dvd or vhs or Betamax or fucking Laserdisc, uh, Tubi, 
Hulu, whatever you watch it on. Um, sit back and enjoy the ride. We're happy you can uh, be a part of this with us and uh, celebrate from the you know six years of Phantasm and onward uh, doing Evil Dead. This movie, you know, I haven't watched in a long time. I will tell you this. Do not buy the 4K disc of this. But I think if you want to spend the money to buy it, do not buy it. So, yeah, so they spent a lot of money uh, restoring this to Blu-ray, and then the 4K is just like a ported port. I don't know about Evil Dead 2, but I know that uh, Evil Dead, this particular film looks like shit in 4K, so don't waste the $30 on it. Yeah, you got to be kind of weary about the 4K stuff now because there's... You know, at first, getting it done, but now it seems like they're porting over a lot of stuff. Well, this is an old movie. It's an, one of the yeah, earlier ones. Yeah, you can only did. really do so much with this film and this print and everything. It's just... It's I mean, only it's gonna very look low as, budget. So. Yeah, it's only going to look as good as it's going to look. That's it. You can't make it look like, uh, you know, Clash of the Titans or something. It's sure, just, sure. It's just, well, you know, like the remix. Right, right. You, no, exactly. It's just like this high, but it's just not. It's a indie movie, you know. Well, it's just, if it had been somewhat, I don't think uh, Lionsgate really cares about their prints of some of their 4K stuff, so. Right. I'm just trying to save people some money out there. If you haven't purchased this in 4K, don't. If you have it on DVD or Blu-ray, you've got a great copy of it, so. Right. Yeah, this movie, uh, I haven't watched this in a long time. This is something that I used to watch with friends when I was go to where they shot the film. Morristown, Correct. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people have gone to like the area, but now it's pretty overgrown from what I remember. It so is. it's really hard to get to at this point versus before. So forest over to where it's at. All that's left is like the foundation of the cabin and I think like some of the chimney, but it's pretty cool. It got vandalized over the years so that it got tore down. A lot of people took stuff from it like yeah. I did. Yeah. So um, there is still the spot where it was filmed, but it's it's pretty hard to get to um but you talk to some of the locals that know they can you know you can get there um pull that up if you don't care is that was it we could tell you exactly where to go if you want um, there's sam raimi's car yeah um i actually the version i have of this is a japanese really yeah 4k yeah no it's not 4k it's just like a blu-ray print see or Christ knows not to waste your money on the 4K. Yeah, there's very few things I'll get in 4K. You know, like the newer stuff, like Marvel stuff, I'll get. It also comes with a Blu-ray, so I'll have the Blu-ray too. What would I look up? Like directions, maybe. Road trippers. Yeah, we'll give you. We'll give you. If you guys, we've never done this. I don't know where I just pulled this out of my ass. Uh, Happy anniversary to us, and we'll give you some directions to go to the house. Yeah, it is private property, so you have to get permission to. Or just go do it out. illegally if you or listen to Doctor West. What it says: Do all <laughs> your ash impressions from the road unless the owners give you permission to scope out the remains. Located in Morristown, Tennessee, in a difficult filming process that proved very uncomfortable for the majority of the crew. While the cabin burned down several years ago, the remains of its foundation evidence of the movie's filming are still plentiful. Still standing is the bulk of the cabin's fireplace, as well as a hole that was dug into the ground to serve as the cabin's basement during filming. The actual building had no basement. Because of the crew's inexperience, filming was a comedy of errors. The first day of filming led to the crew getting lost in the woods during a scene shot on the bridge. Several crew members became injured during the shoot, and because of the cabin's remoteness, securing medical assistance was difficult. 
Visit the cabin, head to Morristown, Tennessee, and turn off Andrew Johnson Highway onto Kindwell, Kidwell's Ridge Road, uh, which is right to the left of an Ingalls supermarket. There are two of these in Morristown, so be sure to turn next to the new Ingalls that's still open. On Kidwell's Ridge Road, you will pass both an Amoco and a Texaco. I recommend you go here and ask for directions if you get lost. You should be... Then, on the lookout for Inman Bend Road, you'll want to take a right onto it. The entrance to the trail, which leads to the remains of the cabin, is about a quarter mile down this road. It is right past Quail Hollow Road, but if you reach Greg's Road, you'll have gone too. If you reach Greg's Road, you've gone too far. What you are looking for is a very small section of barbed wire on the right side of the road. It is very easy to miss because the wires stretch across a very small opening in the dense woods. Um, and again, there's another note, the land is private property, so please do all your ash and presence from the road unless the owners give you permission to go about them. Dr. West has given you permission to do whatever you fucking want. Right, Gore Price? Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. do what you want. <laughs> there's actual... Uh, Drink you some beer. Do what you want. Goddamn. Do what you want. <laughs> I guess... Uh, these are all from like years and years ago. But For real, like, though. Have fun. You so know. This is from two years ago. Visited here twice. Had to trespass to get there, but wasn't that difficult. There you go. The house just above the entrance is the owner's home, so be careful if you decide to make the shot. The short trek to the fireplace. Tips. One, park just past the entrance or a little into the curve so they can't see your car park. They know what you're doing if they see your vehicle there, and we'll call the police. Uh, enter the woods where you park and keep going until you come to a narrow field with light poles. Follow the field up until you reach the area where the entrance is. Turn left and follow the ground, the grown-up road, and you will come to the fireplace and rusted tin. Keep the noise down and don't stay too long, and you should be good. If you feel the need to scope out the place and get a feel for the layout of the property, do a couple of drive-bys. Drive past it for the aforementioned, the aforementioned curve. Turn right at the fork and keep going until you come to a parking lot and bore ramp on the left. Here is a good place to park and think about the best way in and course of action without drawing any suspicion. I know this seems kind of complicated, but they don't really, uh, but they really do not like trespassers. Don't, I repeat, <laughs> don't take a rock from the fireplace or any me mementos. If you get caught, that is a charge of theft on top of trespassing, and these people won't go easy on you. It is fun as long as you are careful and smart. Truly enjoyable place, and plan on visiting a few more times. Have fun, be safe, and stay out of horror jail. Again, Dr. West years ago did what he wanted to do so you you know if you're up there at night you know you're trespassing anyway you might as well grab and it if you want to save this information just go to maps.roadtrippers.com grab you a gift and i guess look up morristown tennessee or evil dead um it's not you can uh look it up there i mean really i just googled evil dead cabin morristown tennessee and this came up so you can do that too folks but trying to help you out here do the least work as possible yourselves. Back. So. Do what you want. Enjoy. Do what you want. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I would go up there years ago, we kind of did what we wanted. Now, yeah, now, the realistic thing, I wouldn't worry so much if you want some personal advice from someone that's been there. I would be worried, be worried more about getting shot than I would right. about going to jail. And we got an ad. And that's the truth. So. Um, you know, dude, that's a dollar right now mm -hmm. at the grocery store. Oh, I bought like it. I bought like ten of them. <laughs> oh, so good. 
Visiting okay. Tennessee is weird, but I do like getting deals on my bottled water. Damn right. Yeah, um, we can jump right into the whole thing. We'll do altering the future. And we've done 1981 a billion times, so I don't care. It's always fun to do. It's great. Um, I handle the films, and Doctor handles the music. Sometimes we do other things instead, but... You want me to do something for old Tom's sake? I can if you want. I can. I may do that in a minute. Right. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's going to be a surprise. Normally do horror first, but since we've done this so many times, we're just going to go right through these. Only do the ones I'm gonna the highly notables here. I need you to do me a favor. What's that? Before I do this, when we get to me, I need you to pick out my favorite album off this list. Okay, I can do that. He's gonna pick it out, guys. So, all right. So, start off with uh, Escape from New York. Oh God, so good. An American Werewolf in London. Ah. The Howling. Ah. Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Ah. Halloween Two. Ah. The Fun House. That just got announced in 4K. That, that one that could actually... It is on our page, folks. That's nice. a Toby Hooper classic. It is. And Scream Factory's putting that out. And we've done that on here a long time ago. Uh, Dead and Buried, My Bloody Valentine, uh, Mad Max 2, Road Warrior. Yeah. The Beyond. Yeah. Happy Birthday to Me. Yeah. Heavy Metal. Uh, this 4K is, of that comes out this month. This is a Doctor classic here. The Prowler. Yes. And one of my all-time favorites, The House by the Cemetery. That is a very classic. Scanners. It's a great Cronenberg flick. Knight Riders. Thanks, Tom well, Savini, for smashing my Blu-ray. I sold <laughs> it on eBay for $100. <laughs> uh, Galaxy of Terror. Hell Knight. Wolfen. Wolfen's really good. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. It's a good one. I mean, 81 is just awesome. Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Woman. Stripes, Fox and the Hound, Dragon Slayer, Clash of the Titans, 81, History of the World Part 1, Porky's, Time Bandits. Porky's is a great film. It is good. For Your Eyes Only. Oh, it's such a good Bond film. Nice Dreams. That's a great, that's a great, uh, uh, it is. Um... All the good ones. Saturday the 14th. <laughs> That's fun. I'm, I'm satisfied with that. We'll go with it. Now, your list here. Let me check these albums. Do you want me to go ahead and say it? Yes, I do. I want you to look at all these. Don't name anything off. Just look at all of them and tell me what my favorite album is on that list. It's it's hands down. Okay. Good ones too. And if you're having trouble with it, I'll give you a uh, another. Am I going too far? Because I think I already. I mean, only you know, but I can give you a hint here too if you want. But if you if you think you've got it, okay. You want the hint? Well, you know what's funny about that, just to show you what the hint was, since you already got it right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So go ahead. It's the best album that came out that The best year. album in 1981, and the Doctor's favorite, 
Moving Pictures by Rush. Yes, sir. It's a fantastic album. It is. It's so good. Now I'll hand it off to you, and you can name off some of those fantastic albums. On so there. here we go, guys. Uh, we're just going to jump right in here. Uh, Diary of a Madman from Ozzy Osbourne. High and Dry from Def Leppard. They were still a new wave of British heavy metal band back then. Too Fast for Love, a great Molly Crew record. Yes. Mob Rules, a lot of people's favorite Sabbath album if they like mm-hmm. Dio era. Killers from Iron Maiden, which I really like. Uh, Fire of the Unknown Origin, which is a fabulous Pluister called album, and I saw that tour. Nice. Uh, Welcome to Hell from Venom, classic here on Phantasm. Uh, Fair Warning from Van Halen, I love. Uh, Denim and Leather from Saxon. Uh, Riot's Fire Down Under. Uh, Point of Entry from Judas Priest, which is my favorite Priest album. That's good. Uh, Raven's Rockin' Till You Drop. Uh, Earthshaker from Wine T. Allied Forces from Triumph, which was probably their biggest album, the uh, Triumph out of Canada. Yeah. Uh, Come and Get It from Whitesnake. Tigers of Pantang, Spellbound. That album is really, really good, and it features John Sykes. Nice. From Thin Lizzy and Whitesnake on that album. Uh, Praying Manus, uh, Time Tells No Lies. I haven't heard that album in years. Uh, Crocus Hardware, Difficult to Cure from Rainbow. Richie Blackmore, love you. Yeah. Samson Shock Tactics, that actually features uh, Bruce Dickinson on that. Yeah. From Iron Maiden. Uh, Girls School Hit and Run, it's a band that was founded by uh, Lemmy from Motor. We discovered them. Breaker from Accept, it's a great album. Uh, Holocaust, The Nightcomers, Rush Moving Pictures, Sarah Thungol, some guests of the podcast, uh, Frost and Fire. Um, let's see. Don't Say No from Billy Squire. It's just funny that it's in there. <laughs> no Sleep Till Hammersmith, Motorhead. Uh, underrated Kiss album, Music from the Elder. I love it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Renegade from Thin Lizzy, speaking of them. Uh, the Wild, The Willing, and The Innocent from UFO. Journey's Escape. Um... Jet and the Black Hearts, Olive Arkin Roll. It's a rock album. It's good, though. I had that fucking. Wild Eyed Southern Boys from 38 Special. It's kind of white trashy, but I love them. <laughs> uh, the debut EP from Dawkins, Breaking the Chains. It's great. Awesome. Uh, Take No Prisoners from Molly Hatchet. Uh, Intensities in Ten Cities from Ted Nugent. I'm pretty sure it's a. Uh, Paradise Theater from Styx. El Loco, which is my favorite ZZ Top album. Yeah. I want to drive you home. <laughs> um. Loudness, The Birthday Eve, uh, Helix, White Lace, and Black Leather, uh, Motorhead's St. Valentine's Day Massacre, that is a live show, uh, Graham Bonnet's Lineup, it's his solo album, and then I want to mention this because this album fucking kicks ass, and it's my second favorite album on this entire list, Beyond the Valley of 1984 from The Plasmatics. Nice. And now, because I haven't done it in a long time. <laughs> uh, what I, I think you're tear, doing. I hope I don't tear up my phone doing this because I don't even masturbate with this phone. <laughs> but I'm still going to do this. Oh, God, it's even pulling up the stuff I jack off to so it knows my habits. <laughs> I'm still going to try to do this. Yeah, we had some confusion. You know, the doctor has... Another podcast called Godless Heathens with his friend Porno Proton. So we were trying to get interview for that for for our guest because usually you just say we're you know a phantasm and then we put him on that show. Instead, it's probably have some confusion because they'll be like, "I thought this was Phantasm podcast." Like, well, it it's a subsidiary of Phantasm. Um. But yeah, to save confusion. You know, we just told yeah, it's uh godless heathens so i guess they had listened to that first episode where <laughs> porno was just talking about 
his time in the porn industry, like, for the first, like, hour of it. And that's a really, like, raunchy-ass podcast. I hadn't, you know, really heard it in a long time. So I can't imagine her first impression of this because she had to ask me, like, uh, just just to be sure, this isn't, like, a porn-eccentric podcast, is it? Like, I'm like, no. <laughs> he just has a co-host on their name, Porno. But no, it's just just funny like it's not no they don't they like review porn or fuck each other what she thought it was I don't think she knew that's why she was asking me but I thought that was pretty funny so you find some some fuck flicks. oh yeah y'all ready here's some fuck flicks from 1981 Wanda whips Wall Street <laughs> Tracy I love you which is a Tracy Lord's flick yeah Tracy Takes Tokyo. These are illegal. I am definitely not telling you to look these up because she was underage when she made these. Yeah. I have seen these. I saw them legally, though, when they were illegal to watch. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Telefono Rosa. Talk Dirty to Me. Uh, the Original Taboo. Sex with a Stranger. Savage Fury. Satan's Baby Doll. Satisfiers of Alpha Blue. <laughs> Red Account, My Bloody Angel. Nothing to Hide. New Wave Hookers. New Wave Hookers is so good. <laughs> Love Hotel. Lolita, Vibrator Torture. <laughs> inch by Inch. Insatiable. Insatiable is actually a really good movie. Hollywood Heartbreakers. Uh, Daydream from 1981. Cafe Flesh. That's a really good movie, actually. Nice. Um, let's see. Let me go back. Also, the new Tech Noir EP coming out called Cafe Flesh. Uh, yeah, that's actually... Uh, Black Silk Stockings. <laughs> um, let's see here. Hard Worker. I mean, she means hard, too. Um, Exhausted with John Holmes. That's actually a really good movie. Nice. Cavalier with John Holmes. Uh, Tiffany's Minx. <laughs> um, it's 81, folks. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Cover Girl. Blue Jeans, uh, total, total Fun. It's Total Fun. Derriere's. <laughs> Flash. I mean, it's 1981. What are you going to get? They didn't get the Skin Tight. Yeah. Hey, guys, no, Skin Tight seriously is worth pulling and watching. I think it's actually streaming on all of these sites. I've whacked it to it a while back. It's good. It's a good movie. Um, what we got here? Come on. <laughs> and on a high note, Angel Angels Buns, <laughs> uh, Inside Angels Buns, that's the sequel. Babe, Top Line, Peaches and Cream, <laughs> Stacy's Mom, Hell yeah, uh, Emanuela, Emanuela, Illusion of Love, Orgasm by Fingers. Sex Taxi. Nice. I think Orgasm by Fingers may be the best one I've read. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we'll end it right here. I'm going to end it here. Secret Young Girls. Gemini's Do It Better. <laughs> Pacific Reaming. <laughs> I can't top that, I don't think. Nope. 
I had Tarzan and the Ape Man. <laughs> Intimate Stuntman. Nice. And randomly, Zombie Lake, a horror film, is in here. I don't know why. <laughs> it's come like... No, seriously, Zombie Lake is actually a really good movie. Yeah. And it's not a porno, so I don't know what it's in here. Monique does anal. <laughs> um... <laughs> Female gym coach. <laughs> I love it from behind. That's where we're stopping. Yeah. Female gym coach, and I love it from behind. 1981. Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. So now we already have the Demons of Kandaria already released. They're all just fucking off in the woods right now. Um, they already had the windows explode and all that shit. You guys weren't watching the actual film. Well, now they're about to have a porno on TV. So there's some uh, boobies here. So, you want Mr. Skinless to help you out? We got about 22.17 on your streaming app here. And some flashing for you. It's a little, little side boobage. I haven't watched this movie in a long time. It is freaky deaky. Especially, not her, the other one is. I just haven't out. seen it in a long time. Weird, you know. It is. It's good. Of course, I, I'm more of a fan of the second one, but I do like this movie. So when you met him, mm-hmm. Corey, just real quick, and he'll tell you the story. You got to meet Bruce uh, last year. Was it a variety of stuff? Was it just Army of Darkness stuff? Was it just Evil Dead 2 stuff? Did he have stuff from the show? Was well, I was it... one of the last people to meet him, so most of the stuff was already gone. So there were only like a couple things to okay. choose from. Because he did have a full tape. Because what you do, you go through a line just to get the autograph stuff. And then they send you all the way down to him. So, like, you go to, like, a separate room just to pick out the 8x10s or whatever. Or, you know, you, you go ahead and pay for the autograph itself. So that way. Good to go. So it's like, oh, I'm getting a, you know, this sign, like, personal item and this or whatever. They give you, like, a ticket. Um... But no, all they had was like a new Evil Dead picture or Army of Darkness. So I was like, well, I'm getting the Army of Darkness. He, so like from the show or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Which is cool, but you know, I wanted the, the old school sure. picture, you know. And I think he had one more where it was just him. Like he was in like a like a fancy suit in the picture, just like a regular like shot of him. So that was cool too, but I definitely wanted the uh wanted that. And he was very awesome. Don't let anyone tell you he's not. At least to me, he was great. I was just trying to get the autograph and not really say anything like I usually do and just go because I speak too much or feel stupid. So I just like kind of let them do their thing. And then he just started, he struck up a conversation with me. He's a very personal, you know, personable guy. He was like, you know, it's weird, you know, because I think he asked where I was from. I don't know. He was just like, you know, it's weird about here. Like, I've only, I've only been in Kentucky because he was in Kentucky. He's like, I've only been here like once, and the people here are really nice. You know, you go somewhere like New York, and you know they're not mean to you, but they're just really intense about it. Like, people here are just kind of like, oh, you have a nice suit. And he was, people in New York are more like, hey, turn around thinking he's going to call you an asshole, <laughs> and then they're like, nice suit, and then they walk off. So. So Bruce told me. I thought it was hilarious that he thought in his head to talk to me about, and it was it was cool. So, yeah, Bruce is awesome, great guy. 
had a really fun little small conversation with him. Here's the infamous tree scene. Which they redid in Evil Dead 2 also. It's like the same thing, but it's... I think it's more brutal in the second one, if I'm not mistaken, than this one. But the second one is a lot goofier than this one. So this one's actually more, like, scary, and it's gross. Great scene, though, the, the old tree-fucking scene. But, yeah, in Evil Dead 2, it's a lot more claymation-looking, if that makes sense. It just... I don't know, it's a lot goofier looking. It's more like the tree itself is just kind of wacky, but this one is just like actually Then of course they redo this in the remake too. They have like a similar scene with the tree. Yeah, very intense, very creepy. Like I said, they when they redid this in the second one, it wasn't. It was very goofy, uh, but it was cool still. Getting fucked by a tree. It's pretty intense. Getting fucked, and yeah, that would have to be incredibly unpleasurable. Yeah. Oh, oh God, fuck. Oh. All right. That's hard. Uh. Whoop. That's. All right, we can go to some trivia here and go to IMDb for some tidbits uh. here. Oh, and there goes the vat shot. That's not. Uh. No, the tree was a gynecologist. So, the original script called for all the characters to be smoking marijuana when they were first listening to the tape. The actor decided to try this for real, and the entire scene had to be later reshot due to their uncomfortable behavior. <laughs> so they all actually smoked pot in that scene and fucked it up. The cabin used as a film set was also lodging for the 13 crew members, with several people sleeping in the same room, living conditions were terrible, and the crew frequently argued... The cabin didn't have plumbing, so the actors went days without showering and fell ill frequently in the freezing weather. By the end of production, they were burning furniture to stay warm. At the end of the uh, principal shooting in Tennessee, the crew put together a little time capsule package and buried it inside the five fireplace of the cabin as a memento of the production of whomever found it. The cabin has since been destroyed, and the only, fire, the, only the fireplace is still intact, which we talked about earlier. Uh, Andy Granger, a friend of Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, gave them this advice. Fellas, no matter what you do, keep the blood running down the screen. Included the scene, finished film where the blood runs down the projector screen as a tribute to him. Bruce Campbell put up his family's property in northern Michigan as collateral so that Sam Raimi not only could finish the film, but also blow it up to 35mm film, which was required for theatrical release. Raimi was so grateful for his financial contribution, he credited him as a co-producer. The blood is a combination of caro syrup, non-dairy creamer, and red food coloring. Oh, that's beautiful. That's like... um, at one point, Bruce Campbell's shirt that he wears in the film was so saturated with the fake blood that after drawing it in the fire, the shirt became solidified and broke when he tried to put it on. Caro syrup's no joke. It's uh, like corn syrup. Dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. In an interview, Betsy Baker said that when she learned that the producers were interested in having her stay in a horror movie, star in a horror movie, she was so suspicious she would only meet them in public restaurants. Huh. So he was going to get killed or something? I guess, yeah. It's a fucking snuff film. <laughs> Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell present snuff, Snuffle Dead. The Snuffle <laughs> Dead. The Snuff Dead. The, at the end. Oh, shit. 
At the end of a normal day of shooting, I'm a fucking wax. Bruce Campbell would turn home in the back of a pickup truck because he was covered in fake blood from head to toe. Director Sam Raimi and star Bruce Campbell were friends from high school where they made many Super 8 films together. They would often collaborate with Sam's brother, Ted Raimi. Campbell ah. became the actor of the group as he was the only... He was the one that girls wanted to look at. That chick has a great body that he's talking to right now. After completing principal photography Not in the, the winter... Not the chick in the sweater, the one that was... Yeah. Fucked by the tree? Yeah, right there. After completing principal photography in the winter of 1979-1980, most of the actors left the production. However, there was still much of the film to be completed. Most of the second half of the film features Bruce Campbell and various stand-ins, or fake shimps, to replace the actors who left. When there wasn't any filming, Bruce Campbell would actually help out the crew in prepping shots and props around the set. Um, the opening sequence of the evil moving over the pond was archived by having Bruce Campbell push Sam Raimi in a dinghy Willis he filmed the shot. Germany, the movie's February 1984 release, was hindered by public authorities for approximately eight years. Original 1982 cinema and video releases of the movie had been seized, making the movie a hit on the black market video circuit, with pirated copies abound. A heavily edited version was first made available in 1992, Several high-profile horror enthusiasts, among them even author Stephen King, publicly criticized the German ban on the movie. In other German-language markets, the movie was never restricted from distribution. The first legal, uncut version of the movie entered the German market in 2001 on DVD. You this... can kill a race of people, but you can't watch a fucking horror film. <laughs> right. <laughs> this version, it makes no fucking sense. This version was seized <laughs> by German authorities less than a year later, though. It was not until July 2016 that the uncut version of the movie was finally redeemed and made legally. Wow. Put a Jewish man and a Cuban in an oven, but you can't, can't watch fucking <laughs> Evil Dead. Right. It's unbelievable. Sam Raimi originally wanted to title this film Book of the Dead, but producer Irvin Sh Shapiro changed the title to The Evil Dead to, for fear that the kids would be turned off seeing a movie with a literary reference. That's, that's smart, honestly. At the premiere, I like the other title though. Yeah, at the premiere screenings, of this is Evil a better Dead, title though. Uh, blood donor stations were giving free tickets to the movie along with pin badges stating "I bled for the Evil Dead" to blood donors. Robert Tapper joked in an interview, "We got an ad." Uh, Robert Tapper joked in an interview that this was their way of giving back blood to the community after so much fake blood was used when filming. How does this glow? It's uh plugged in. It is. Cool. It is. Sorry, it freaked me out. You're good. I thought I broke it or made it do that. In his autobiography, Bruce Campbell described the film's production as a comedy of errors and 12 weeks of mirthless exercise and agony. The eerie wind noise in the movie was recorded by Sam Raimi. He first heard it from his bedroom window while he was trying to sleep and thought it would be perfect for the movie. First film's cut ran at around 117 minutes, which Bruce Campbell called an impressive achievement in light of the 65-minute length of the screenplay. It was then edited down to a more marketable 85 minutes, the original version would focus on the terror that is present, but also the tragedy of Ash slowly losing his friends and his guilt for not being able to save them. One of the most intricate moments during editing was the stop-motion sequence where the corpse melted, which took hours to cut. Probably my favorite scene of the movie. It is pretty raunchy. 
The white contact lenses were very painful to wear. They covered half the eye and had to be taken out every 15 minutes to allow the eyes to breathe. Most of the demon POVs that glide across the ground were shot by mounting the camera to a 2x4 while Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell ran along holding either side. Cheryl returns to the cabin right after the scene with the vines where she complains about wanting to go home. Scott goes to say something and then suddenly stops, throws his head back, and steps out of the shot. This was due to the actor blowing his line. Back in here. Yeah, put it up top there. Okay. Yeah. Mm. The, on the tape, which the demon resurrection passages are read aloud, some of the words spoken, which appear to be Latin, sound like That's Sam and Rob. Das is hikers, donned is Rosa, which means Sam and Rob are the hikers on the road, as it was actually. Sam Raimi and Robert Tapper, who play the fisherman that wave to the car as it passes them near the start of the film. The film was shown to Stephen King, and it was his glowing endorsement, which later used on the film's ads and posters. That's the awesome. Film, which really sold it to the public. The film was bought by New Line Cinema soon after. Really? So thank you to Stephen King for this film. Fucking rad. Giving it his, his, his blessing. Uh, cameraman slipped during filming, smashing his camera into Bruce Campbell's face and knocking out several of his teeth. Oh my god. Jeez. The temperature was so cold at the time during shooting that the camera and other wiring froze and they had to be thawed by the fireplace inside the cabin. Oh, you're hey. Just watching Evil Dead. White liquid that often emits from the possessed after they're injured or maimed is 2% milk that Sam Raimi chose to use. Not just to show how the possessed aren't normal beings, but also to mix it up so the MPAA wouldn't give them an X rating. Ultimately, the film rated. Sam Raimi turned 20 just before shooting began and he considered the project his rite of passage. Definitely was. Dead chickens were stabbed to replicate the sounds of the mutilated flesh, and Bruce Campbell had to scream into a microphone for several hours. During the scene where Linda is possessed, the makeup artist originally wanted to make her look like a snake-like creature, as can be seen when Ash is filmed before the scene indoors with her singing the creepy song. Her makeup was dark and a little more greenish, but eventually they changed the makeup to an evil doll face look, which I think was very effective. January 23rd, 1980, filming was finished and almost every crew member left the set to return home, with Bruce Campbell staying with Sam Raimi. Looking over the footage that had been shot, Raimi discovered that a few pickups were required to fill in missing shots, four days of reshoots, where they were then done to complete the film. The final moments involved Bruce Campbell having monster guts splattered on him in the basement. The character of Scotty is named after Raimi's longtime friend Scott Spiegel, and the character of Cheryl is named after Cheryl Gutridge, the star of Raimi's short film Clockwork.
in the ankle. She just gets fucking decked in the face. Shots of the moon had to be matted into the night scenes in the footage. A square outline is visible around the moon mat. In his glowing review of the film, Stephen King specifically cited the matted moon footage as, as being part of the film's low-budget charm. It is. It's a very low-budget charm. I think. During the car scene, Scotty has a glass of moonshine in his hand, and Ash makes a funny face. Originally, they were all supposed to be drinking moonshine. Ash's expression was a reaction to the drink, but the scene was cut. The film was screened several times around the middle to late 1981 to Michigan preview audiences who loved the film. According to Bruce Campbell, patron was happy she saw the film because she was having a bad day. Huh. Well, put you in a good mood. It was one of the video nasties in the UK, so it was banned originally. Eerie howling wind audio heard in the background of much of the film wasn't the stock sound effects. Ramey recorded this audio himself while staying in a hotel during filming. Once, One evening, Ramey awoke to hear the wind blowing through the mountains, creating a haunting sound. Ramey quickly got his sound equipment and recorded several minutes of it. He took the audio. It was so effectively creepy that he recognized it in several other films since Evil Dead's release. It's pretty cool. Yeah, this, this film's just fun. You know, it's old school. Took a lot of work to make it, you know, low budget as shit. But I mean, you know, I think it still holds up. It's definitely not like a. I mean, it's old. I mean, you can tell that it was low budget even when it was made. But that makes it good, you know. Oh, absolutely. It's actually pretty creepy. Like the other ones after this were, you know, kind of more slapstick style. Um, Sam Raimi became kind of known for after this film, but you know this. Still goofy, but not as goofy as two. Any of his other movies, you know, this one really true like horror film, you know. And the remake, I think, tried to replicate more this kind of movie than oh, the second one. Yeah. And I think the the remake was pretty surprisingly good too. Um, I did like that film. It really surprised me. You know, they try to rework some of the kills in it from this one. But, you know, it wasn't, like, entirely a remake. But it was... Sure. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. You know, they kind of made their own thing out of it instead of shot-for-shotting it. I mean, this movie, to me, is the, the more... Right. Whereas, you know, and Evil Dead 2 is as well. Yeah. Army Darkness is just a great thing. Oh, yeah. I agree. Uh, this one definitely has its... And I, I said, I haven't watched this in years. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, it's, I think to pull out the demon thing is actually really difficult, even now, especially. But really well in this movie. It's just... Well, and it's different, you know, yeah. from, from our favorite demon thing, The Exorcist. Of course. This is its own spin on it. Yeah. With a low budget, and it's quite effective. Yeah. It's it's a fun uh, take on possession stuff, I think, um, and it's not scary to me like The Exorcist. Right. I was never scared of this film or Evil Dead Two or yeah. Army of Dark. They were just fun to watch, you know. I think this. It's almost like, like a goddamn. This movie's like freaky. the second and third film are basically almost action films. 
Yeah. The third one you could even well, say, say action this, comedy. And the second one is more like slapstick horror. But it's got action stuff yeah. in it too. Like it's almost like some goddamn John Woo like camera yeah. shit in it, you know? Yeah. Like And then Army of Darkness is more Because he like, definitely got his camera style in the second film. Yeah. And then I think uh Army of Darkness is, you know, like fantasy action. Oh, horror. it's so much fun. But even like not even really as horror really. I mean they're dead I take it, yeah. but it's you know it's it's I will tell you guys this, uh, since we're watching something Sam Raimi related. You know, if he hears this, uh, well, that Deadites documentary is the biggest piece of just dog shit I think I've ever laid eyes on. And I I don't like any type of fan appreciation film. Yeah. And it is it is seriously you would set yourself on fire if you watched that. You'd pull a carry. Mm-hmm. You know, you would. It's it's bad. I don't. I mean, it's fine that they appreciate fans and they want them to be seen, but can't I, deal with it. I just don't understand who watches that stuff. Like, I guess the people, fanboys, the fans that are like already probably in that documentary watch themselves in it because, like, I don't. But who declares themselves anything? I, I just don't. Do you know wanna, what I mean? I just don't want to watch fans talk about the shit they like. Like, I already do that. Now, I'll talk about it with you in person, but I'm not going to watch a documentary of people getting interviewed to talk about why they like it. It's like, because it's a fucking good movie. Like, I want you guys to just listen at home right now. All these people that dress up as Ash and We're, shit, we're going know. for the reaction that I wanted. How about Ghost Heads, Corey? Same thing, really. Uh, but I'm just... It's, I've never seen that either. It's, I, it's I like not, the crowd. I will not watch It's it. like the crowd at WrestleMania. I don't want to be around those people. Do you know right. what I mean? I don't... I don't like... Like, it kept showing, like, camera shots of people going... Yeah, like... Bruh. It's like, yeah. what's my reaction? It's like... Well, they got their $1,000 belt replica. It's like, what are you going to do with that, Chief? You're not a champion. You paid money to buy that. Yeah. They walk around with their title belt. I mean, that's cool, I guess, but it's like... It's a little much. Yeah, it's a little much. And like I said, that documentary... eight hours, you know? It's like... You know, Scream Factory, you should be ashamed of yourself for putting that Deadites thing out. Guys, Tapper, you and Raymond, any of y'all involved in that should be ashamed of yourself for letting that be made. <laughs> because, again, I don't think it's fair for anybody on this planet, man, woman, animal, beast, elephant, whatever, to claim that they're the biggest fan of anything. Right. It's obnoxious. And all you're doing when you do that and pound on your chest is making yourself, A, a target, and... If you're behind making the documentary, Scream Factory, Sam Raimi, Robert Tapper, you should be ashamed of yourself because you're alienating people that follow your stuff. Right. And it doesn't You're you're keeping you're keeping someone like me from purchasing your product because it's it's a little it's a little arrogant. Yeah. And I think it's a little little tooting of the own horn. I say no matter how much you buy of one thing or this and that, it doesn't make you better than anyone else. It just Correct. means you have more disposable income. Absolutely. Thank it you, It doesn't sir. make you a big, like, you know, I think, I, they use, you, I think they use the wrong word. You know, there was one, I watched a lot of Star Wars documentary stuff, and they have some Star Wars fans on them, and they're like, we're going to show you the biggest Star Wars fan ever. And he just has like the world's largest collection of Star Wars stuff. That doesn't make him the biggest fan. It just means he's he's a lot of money. Fucking, yeah, it just means you have disposable income and just like, yeah, it's cool to see all that stuff. A lot of it's like you know, 
super hard to find or screen new stuff and like does that make him obviously he is a big fan of it or he wouldn't do it but that doesn't mean I wouldn't do it if I had the money but does that make me a bigger fan than him or the same level of fan as him there's no there's no like levels of fandom you just you either like something or you fucking don't and I think people blow it way out of proportion with some of this stuff and try to like put tears of like people like I said, I, you know, it's a, I'm better than you. I know plenty of people right? on Instagram that are Ghostbuster collectors and they build these thousand dollar something proton packs. And, you know, that's really cool stuff I couldn't do. You know, I bought the shitty one from Spirit Halloween for, you know, a hundred bucks. I have it. Uh, but, you know, they do different things than I do. And you could say that maybe I'm a better fan, a bigger fan than they're a big fan. It's it. We're just fans of what it is. That's it. You know, I have some collectible Ghostbuster stuff. I went to FanFest and met, you know, Ivan Reitman, rest in peace, and then Dan Aykroyd and, you know, all the cast of it. And a lot of those people, I don't think were there. Does that mean that I'm a bigger fan than them? No. It just means I spent my money on going to Ghostbusters FanFest instead of buying, you know, like a, a fucking real Ghostbusters lunchbox off eBay for $90. Like, that's just not something I do, you know. People that collect masks, that's something I would love to get into if I had the space and the income to do. doesn't make me more than them, you know, just means I, I spend my money a different way than they It's chest pounding. Right. To, have to I don't think it's these... horn blow. I don't think a lot of these fans intend on it. It's these filmmakers that are bored and they're like, man, this is really interesting. I'm going to, you know... Yeah, his his breakout film was making an Evil Dead documentary or a right. Star Wars documentary. Yeah, a and fandom again, documentary. Yeah, it, well, it is. Yeah. And and you know the, I'll tell you the only I will recommend one to you guys. Oh, that milk explosion. I have season. seen one fan documentary that was completely low budget, and it's actually cool. Yeah. And you know what it is? It's this guy in Canada that goes around collecting Nintendo games. Yeah. It's harmless. Yeah, and that's cool. It, I don't feel like I'm being fucking violated when I'm watching it. Like, yeah. I don't feel like... Well, it's not... People. I've got to walk around the room and go, well, I don't have that, or I don't have this, or... or I well, I don't dress like fucking... Right. You know, and this Donkey guy, Kong. And this so. guy is nothing that I would like in real life. Like, he loves Dave Grohl, and, right. and, and he tries to look like him. I mean, it's a lot <laughs> of stuff you'd think I'd want to set myself on fire if you actually knew Dr. West... But it actually has nothing to do with it. It's just a harmless documentary. Right. The problem is a lot of this stuff, when they get made, they're very offensive to me. Yeah. There's another one that I would like to point out that's very offensive that you guys should never watch. And that is one where this guy is following and basically stalking Bill Murray. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I found that incredibly offensive. Yeah, I didn't care. You're like violating what he's out doing with people. Yeah. And you're he, he goes and basically stalks all these people that have had these Bill Murray experiences and then documents it and it's just offensive. It's a little creepy too, don't you think? Like it's just okay for him to be like, I'm trying to find Bill Murray. It's like why? He's just trying to live his life, you know. He wanted to be found. You know which one I'm talking about. It's so stupid. Does it start off where he tries to leave all these messages on his answering machine? Yes, that's it. It's fucking weird. It's like the search for Bill. You guys can watch it for free. It's on Netflix. It's on Pluto right now for free. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was a Netflix. I don't remember where I saw it. Maybe it was Netflix. um, Yeah, I found it very disturbing because he was leaving all his Midget fucker basically was like... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now we're heading... We're approaching year six. Wheelchair fucker finally has been dubbed a new alias. Now it is midget fucker. So midget or, fucker the or, other night. Or I guess <laughs> PC wise, uh, if people are uncomfortable with that, just little people fucker. 
Yeah. Small person fucker. Munchkin fucker. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he 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 would I had him watch that Bill Murray thing and he was like I would find that really disturbing if basically what you just said to reiterate. Does he end up finding Bill Murray? Like does he end up doing that? I never finished. I I never finished it. But the thing the thing with it is is just it's just it's a little much, you know. I think I don't think people want to be violent. Why don't I do that? Why don't I just be like the search for Bill Part Two and I'm just like I'm gonna go stalk Bill Murray in South Carolina. It's like why would why would you do that? I can't go fucking eat. You could break an indie filmmaker into the business by your horrific documentary. And that's not even fandom at that point. That's just creepy. The fact that people... The Bill Murray Project. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that people are like, man, I hope he finds him and gets to talk to him. It's like, why? This dude's fucking straight up trying to run into somebody. Like, it sounds like a thing that that it's okay to do, but it's like, like, you're straight up bothering somebody by doing that. He flies to, like, somewhere in, like, North Carolina, and these people that got to meet him, and he, like, blessed their child for him at, like, a christening or something. And he, this documentary guy ruins the experience by going and just violating it. Yeah. He's like, oh, God. So, basically, I'm assuming how he made this film, I don't know this, but... I guess he reached out to people that that had had these experiences with him, and then he like flies to where they live and then violates it again. Yeah, like something that was special <laughs> to them. He comes and dukes all over it, <laughs> so he can think he's fucking Martin Scorsese, or he's he's goddamn Steven Spielberg. And he's really just a fucking cunt. <laughs> he's gonna, it's like I wouldn't want someone doing that to me. It's like if I'm out trying to fucking eat fucking bacon and eggs at a restaurant and then this guy comes in he's just like I'm supposed to be doing a movie about you do you want to talk to me be like can you fuck off well most of that film like I said I never finished it it's it's even more sadistic because he's going to these people that have had these Bill Murray experiences in their life that was special to them and he's diarrheaing on it by putting it in his film Yeah, because he doesn't care what they have to say. It's like, oh, these are people that met him. It fuels my little story here of what right, I'm doing. It's, it's fueling my... Like, so talk about Bill Murray. It's like, well, he showed up at our wedding and crashed it. They're like, yeah, well, how did he smell? How, what did his hair look like? It's like... Uh, what did he eat? Did you yeah, get some of his urine? Did you smell Did you smell his fart? Like, do you know what he ate? It's just like, can you... Was his urine toasty? <laughs> or was, was it marshmallow? Or was it musty? Or was it vile? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's, oh. it's, yeah, that's gross. It's just a little, it's yeah. a little too much, I think. And yeah, the Linda possessions probably. The when anybody goes that far with something, I just think it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not out to get Evil Dead. I'm saying any of these fucking documentaries. You yeah. want to know what I'm talking about? Watch the recent WrestleMania and look at the fanboys in the crowd, and fangirls with their four million dollar fucking WWE belt. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I watched it at home for free, so the joke's on you. I didn't have to go to the shitty state of Texas. I didn't have to fucking give give Jerry Jones, that cocksucker, any fucking money. Because you know he made money off that. Oh, yeah. I didn't have to step foot in that Cowboys piece of shit stadium. I didn't have to fucking... I didn't have to do any of that. You know. But it's 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 the same... It's the same thing. And by the way, the, the wrestling joke is that wrestling fans are the worst human beings on the planet. Because they really are. Yeah, they're the same people as people... It's just and your ghost heads. That's the, yeah. It's, that's one I'm telling you. If you ever watched, that. I haven't watched either of those. No, that ghost head thing. Seriously, guys, I can't believe you. Did you watch it to see how mad it would make me if I watched yes. it? Yes, <laughs> and, I it, will and not. it bothered me. I will not. And I'm not it. even like I'm not. I'm a casual at yeah. best Ghostbuster fan, and it's 
like literally you're you would you would go you'd pull your hair out i think you would go crazy i think you would That'd be you, as soon as it starts i'm sure there's you would some, turn into a, a dead eye there's you'd some shit bag eyes roll in the back of your head and fucking <laughs> you would it would that's what you look right there look yeah do the linda fresh souls yep yeah i don't oof. i mean it's just it's, <laughs> it's bad it just and anything like that is you know like I said, except for the Canadian Nintendo guy, I can't think of the name of that document. It's seriously harmless. Yeah, that's different if you're just. I mean, and he's imitating somebody I despise. He's imitating Dave Grohl, and it still didn't offend me. Like it's just right. a good. It was entertaining to watch. He's just a dork. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna be a walk doll. It's like, yeah, you're still living in your grandma's basement. It's something after you're collecting stuff, but. That, another, and that's all it was. It's another to say like this is the biggest fan because he has a lot of money and collects things. It's like. He's not the biggest Nintendo fan. No one knows who that is because there is no biggest fan of Thank anything. You. It's just you're a fan and that's it. And right, it's just but but and but I don't like when people self-proclaim that they're the biggest fan and I don't like <laughs> It's when, offensive. I don't like when these <laughs> these fucking wimp fucking filmmakers like we found the biggest fan cuz I'm trying to sell my movie. It's like, well doesn't that make you the biggest fan cuz you're the one making the movie about the biggest fan? Like, you see how redundant right, it's it's this is? Yeah, it's just stop trying to have like a tippy top of something because there's always someone that's like you can't well make yourself the biggest fan like correct and you turning into a stalker doesn't make you the biggest fan it makes you a fucking stalker so you're just <laughs> a fucking piece of shit because some people would say that like oh they follow them all over the country and they know everything about them it's like well that's creepy you know couldn't put that much effort into bullshit leave it alone you know leave people alone Leave Dr. West alone. Leave me alone. Fuck you. Have a good day. Yeah, it's just... Well, it's just... It, it's, it's just a... And I didn't mean to get into all that, but it's, it's just a touch much. And I... Yeah. Look, even you just meeting Bruce Campbell and watching these movies all your life, I'm telling you, that that this documentary would make you puke. <laughs> like, you wouldn't get 30 minutes into it. You I'll watch even, that. You wouldn't get 10 minutes into I'll it. I'll watch that one or attempt to, but I'll never watch the Ghostbusters one. Oh, that one. Look. Because I don't have to. I'm, I'm already, telling you. I just already know. And there, people are probably thinking, well, what's so bad about watching like collectors and stuff from people? It's because they say that they're the biggest fans. Or if they don't say it, the fucking filmmaker will say it. We These are the biggest fans because I'm the one that filmed them on this, at this day and time. Like It's like, there's... Can I just say one scene out of that thing to you like real quick? millions of fans of that. So I'm going to tell you, you guys are going to, you're getting the honest reaction. I've never told him this. Have I? I've never told you anything about this. Like, there is literally a scene in this film that that would just it, it's it's when I saw it and it's in the like the beginning of it. Yeah. There's a bunch of them, right? And they're all together and they're at the Met Stadium like talking to kids. And I was like, "Wow. It we're done right now. He's done." <laughs> right there. His favorite sports franchise in his favorite film trend ruined right there. Like literally, right at the beginning, because and, these and guys even pretending to be Ghostbusters, and even that. small person fucker was like, um, even he was like, sorry about the midget thing. If I'm trying to trying to be offensive, but it is funny <laughs> just to call him midget fucker. But midget fucker, small small human fucker that's not a child. <laughs> um, literally, even he was like, wow, in one blow, like it was just just a chainsaw to the screen in just one thing. I was like, it was more like you hear the <laughs> fucking belt buckle on that, and it's like. <laughs> It's like diarrhea. Like, oh, dude, it was. I mean, and, and like I said, it's that's all I had to see of it for for you. And that's in the credits, like the, the beginning of the damn thing. 
And they were obnoxious, too. Cause, and then the worst part about that, the chapter that's at the Met Stadium, okay, that are the, the self-proclaimed Ghostbuster Kings, they were all from Jersey. Yeah. And they're in New York, acting like they're New Yorkers. So there you go. There's the there's the triple hat trick for Corey there about a documentary that he will never watch because yeah. he would stroke out. I might watch that. <laughs> I'll watch. Oh, the dead, I'll try to watch the Dead Eye one just because it's bad. Yeah, but that one, you know, I'm, it wouldn't flip me out. I'd just be like, yeah, this is fucking stupid. But the the other one, I, I would probably just get really. See, angry. luckily for me, like the Trekkies documentaries are fun. Yeah. Because I think they were meant to make fun of the people. Well, they're they're that not calling them biggest fans either. No, they're making fun of them. So the, yeah. Whoever made that is straight up making fun of me and everyone else that loves Star Trek. And that's fine. <laughs> but it actually is funny. Yeah. The first one, anyway. Which Shout is putting out in their Shout Select one, actually, huh. on Blu-ray. Nice. Which is awesome. The first the first one's the best. And the second one's not very good. But, um, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I think... You know, it, Spinal Tap is supposed to be a mockumentary, it's, and that's a great movie. But it it's is. like, you know, but some stuff is just a little much. I mean... Yeah. I mean, go on Amazon. There's, like, things that you've never even heard of that are on there. Like, I'm the biggest hair metal fan, or I'm the biggest uh, G.I. Joe fan, or the biggest Transformer fan. or I mean, it, there's like, been millions of them made. A lot of them are just low budget. It's like, who are you to, to proclaim that? Like, even... It's arrogant. Like I said, it's, you know, some people can argue the fact that it's like, well... That is all they spend their money on. So they must be a bigger fan of it than you. It's like that's not true. Just because I don't spend money on stuff doesn't mean that I don't like it more than Correct. somebody else or less than someone else. Everyone has the right to like whatever they want. Like, what if I watch it like a thousand times a day, and he only watches it once a year, but has, you know, million dollars worth of merchandise of it? That doesn't make me or him any worse or better. Or... But it is what it is. I just think it's redundant to do this, that whole thing, and. I'm amazed as many... Seriously, though, if you guys are thinking I'm joking, go on Amazon Prime and just look at all the documentary fan things that are on. It's awful. There's a million of them. I just don't know who wants to watch that. I guess, like I said, people that, Somebody that just has Amazon Prime in no time, I guess. <laughs> pretentious assholes that were in that film were like, look, Mom, you can see me right there. I'm their biggest fan, even though this documentary is about every biggest... Someone that says they are the biggest fans. It's like, right. well, then, maybe you should uh, do another documentary... Where they have a little tournament and they fight to the death, then you'll see who the real biggest fan is. You take it. I want to see the survival instincts of these biggest fans because they all claim they're the biggest fan. So let's see who the biggest fan is left standing. Oh, there's one on there about uh, Mortal Kombat. Who's the biggest Mortal Kombat fan? I'm just like, what? They definitely need to have a fight to the death. It's like, well, you all, all of you say you're the biggest fan, so let's have a real, fa- uh, you know, with fatalities. Uh, Friendships, yeah. you got to do everything. Yeah, you got to do <laughs> babalities, memalities, do it all. Animalities. Yeah. I mean, if you want to really say you're a biggest fan, I mean, you got to you got to fight to death. Got to do the stage fatality. I mean, if you're a, you're not a biggest fan until your survival instincts take you to the fucking top of the, <laughs> of the food chain, then you're definitely the biggest fan. Because I mean, obviously, you proved yourself. You know, stood the test of time. And you know, again. <laughs> to, 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 to make another note of this, I don't think we've ever talked about this on here. This is really funny, I think. Um, and I'm not trying to drive this or throw this guy under the bus, but I will a little bit. You also have to watch what you say publicly. Yeah. And I'm going to give you guys an example. So a while back, Kevin Smith made this Masters of the Universe cartoon for Netflix. Yeah. But what's funny is if you go on Amazon Prime and watch his show, Comic Book Men, 
he loathes it and hates it and said it was garbage ever since it came out. He's never liked it, it was never a fan. Huh. But somehow, he's this huge fan, magically, when got offered to do the cartoon for Netflix. So you made yourself look like a hypocritical ass <laughs> on your own shows, your I'm own sure self they offered funding. for him to do it and gave him a bunch of But money. it's funny that he backpedaled and then tried to backpedal when his own fan base was going, well, what's this Comic Book Men episode season two of you going, this garbage and I would never do? Yeah, it's like, were you fucking stoned or... Did you just yeah. forget doing that or were you... Do you suddenly <laughs> have amnesia and you forgot that you hate something it's like just, that? It's just, it. look, it... You just should really watch what you say when you're doing it because people can, if there's a record of it, they're going to go back and go, well, wait a minute, what's this? Yeah, His own fans did it to him. That's the funny thing. It wasn't me or anybody. I could care less, but it's just, I thought it was funny that he got busted by his own fans that are on this View Askew website sucking his wee wee. And they're just like, <laughs> oh, by the way, dude, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> Moviepoopshoot.com. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you got your, you, you, you walked on your own, you stepped on your own tongue. But Yeah. Same thing with, uh, you know, Rob Zombie did something similar. He was like, I'm only going to do this one Halloween film. There's not enough money in the world that can make me do a sequel. This was a one-off thing. It was like, not even a year later, it's like, Rob Zombie signs on to do second one. It's like, you're a fucking asshole, dude. Like, you straight up said publicly that you were only doing a one-off film just to kind of scratch that itch. And that there was no... He literally said there's no money in the world that can get me to do a sequel. And there was enough money in the world that made him do the sequel. <laughs> so he did it. Probably took it from his fans. That's his new thing. Yeah, he likes... I've to, got some new music if you'll fan fund me, so... likes to do Because I don't have any money living in my mansion. He likes to do, uh, um, yeah, fun crowdfunding for, you know, even though he's... Can I tell you something really funny? I just want to tell this right now live on this podcast. You know, hear this. So... Uh, Gorecrest is getting a phone call right now, and from where I'm sitting, it literally looked like it said Shallow Hal. It was spam risk. <laughs> no, it was funny. I was like, Shallow Hal? Who the fuck is that? Like the movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Shallow Hal's calling me. That's who's taking me out on a date. It's actually Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal. Yeah. That's, that's a great. Yeah. But no, but, but. He truly understands me. But I'm just saying, you. it's always probably important to kind of. He sees know. me for who I am on the inside. <laughs> Right. But, you know, look, if you take something for money, you should just be like, hey, I'm not a fan of this. I'm taking it for the cash. Right. You should just say that. Well, people don't want to be honest. I love Master of the Universe, I, and there's not a thing anywhere in the world that could say that I, I do not like his cartoon. I think it sucks. Yeah. It looks like that Castlevania turd. It's like we're, we're American artists trying to do anime. It's like, yeah, if I'm going to watch anime, I'll watch anime. Right. I don't need to watch an American trying to do anime-style stuff. It doesn't work that way. But the other thing is, don't re- stop rebooting stuff from my childhood that you don't like. If you don't like it, then why were you doing it to begin with? It's fucking funny, and they're like, oh, this person... I know, you should just say it's for money. Well, like, this person seems eccentric enough where it's kind of like hip for him to do it, and it's like, no, can you just have somebody that actually likes it's exactly, it? exactly... You, you literally just described the ad room at Netflix when they're like, let me get Kevin Smith. Yeah. Let's get Kevin Smith to do this. Because I don't know anything about him saying that he fucking hated it. Correct. And then when Kevin Smith gets offered that much money, right, he's like, and, and probably wants to just put some, a name on something he actually hates and do it himself. Right. Which is, I can respect that if you get offered to do something. I say, well, I hate that shit, but you know what? I can make it my own thing. Right, I have no problem with it. Like I said, my gripe is, not, I mean, the show is a piece of shit, but right. I knew it would be, but he's not a fan. He doesn't know the source material, and right. then he lied and acted like he's been into it his whole life, which is bullshit. And that's what's shitty about it. At least own up to him and be like, you know what? I didn't like this franchise at all, but 
when I got offered to do it, I was like, you know what? This will be a cool project where I can kind of make my own He-Man thing and make sure. it cool. Like, that's cool. If you're it is cool. Reinvent it in your own way. But he didn't know. And admit that you don't like right. it, and you made your own way to like it. He's not a Marvel Comics fan. He's a DC guy. He is. And that's fine. But he tries to act like he's the all-knowing, all-seeing being of Marvel, and it's like, mm, dude, I love you, and I, I like a lot of your stuff, but God, like, yeah. you're standing in some horse doo there. <laughs> That's another thing, too. Like what you like, man. Which we've gotten into before is having, you know, where where people try to tell you who your heroes are kind of thing, you know. That's always part of it is Dave Grohl, Rob Zombie. It's like, you know, it's whoever you want to like, but I don't, I'm not going to, I don't think that these people are like the ancient gods of the things that I like. You know? <laughs> they're, they're just, they're just fucking people that are also a part of it. And, and sure. You know, I get people have influence or they have pull over certain things or their opinions are really sought after by fans and stuff that are stupid. Sure. Um, but I get it. But at the same time, it's like I don't buy into the bullshit because they're just people to me. Like, do I like Kevin Smith's movies? I love his movies. I do too. Do I care about his opinions? No, I don't. I don't either. I like him. I think he's a good dude. I think that uh, he's done a lot for cinema. I think he's done a lot for, you know, TV and pop culture, and you know, we kind of owe him a beer. We do. I mean, we went to when we started this six <clears> years <throat> ago, which came from a Kevin Smith show talking about podcasts. And you know, I was already kind of loosely doing the podcast thing, and you were it kind of sold the doctor here on wanting to do it with me. So, and that that's cool. I appreciate him for that. But I'm you were just, you were doing touchdowns and foregrounds, right? Right. <clears throat> so, it was a great podcast. <laughs> I loved it. So, I'm just saying it was that college and NFL and the CFL Canadian Football League. It was touchdowns on foregrounds, touchdowns it was great. Foregrounds. Way ahead of its time. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, <clears throat> you know, I'm just saying that I don't really, Fuck. excuse me, I don't, I don't look up to him as like some kind of he's not whole, your messiah, he's not a holy being or like <laughs> anything he says I listen to because I don't really do that with anybody or if people. Especially, like, celebrities and stuff. If they have shit to say, I'm not going to be like, yeah, he's... You know, you can agree with it, but I'm not going to be like, dude, you hear what he said? Like, <clears throat> I have to agree with everything they say. You know, I'm... I don't know what I'm trying to... I just... I know what you mean. I hope... I think they will. Yeah, I, I just don't really see any of these people as be-all, end-alls, or, you know... Like, I have to listen to everything <laughs> they say, or their opinions matter to me, or... You know, I don't really care. Your life like, and creation aren't revolved around it. Right. It's like, ah. I like their stuff, and I appreciate them as artists and, like, pop culture people, but I don't... It doesn't go beyond that. I don't think that, like, their opinions on certain things... Like, like when they put their name on something, I'm not going to jump at it and be like, yeah, this is going to be good then. Like, I don't work that way. A lot of people do. I'm not sold on names. I'm sold on product. If it looks like a turd, it's probably a turd. I don't care who makes it. It's like Robert Rodriguez. There's a lot of movies I like by him. There's a lot of things I fucking hate that he does. And, you know, I did the last time I did that little name on something and I'm going to love it kind of thing was that fucking Predator turd. And I had so much faith in it because it was Robert Rodriguez. That's the last time I ever did it. That's the first and only movie I ever walked out of the theater. Wait, the Predators movie? That yeah, that not the last one, but the one before Predators. That that, that Robert Rodriguez yeah. movie. They're like, oh man, this is gonna be great. Robert Rodriguez is directing it, and it's got Danny Trejo in it, and blah blah, and Lawrence Fishburne. And blah, blah, blah. Like I was like, oh names, names, names are selling me on this, and it's Predators, which I love. Predator, even though the second one was a turd, so I don't know where I thought that any other Predator movie would be good. So when that movie, I didn't. Even, it, it, I, I walked out of it. I didn't finish the end. 
Really? Yeah. I did not know that. You walked out of the film. It's the only movie I ever walked out of. <clears throat> well, and speaking that's, of... That's the last time I had anyone's fucking name that I cared about sell me on a movie or anything. If that has their name on it, I don't give a shit. Well, I want to tell you something that I watch, courtesy my friends at Pirate Bay. <laughs> um, Morbius is the biggest foot-long <laughs> pile of rat shit. Other than Venom and Venom 2, I, it's, it it's actually like that, right yeah. up there... And how Jared Leto gets acting gigs. <laughs> uh, maybe it's his band that... Me, me, me. His little emo screamo band. I don't yeah, know what it is. 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah, 30 Seconds to My Death. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I don't like him in anything. Yeah. That was the worst incarnation of the Joker. He just sucks in everything. Yeah. And he ruins a classic 70s Marvel Spider-Man character ruins it. It yeah. is absolutely awful. It looks really bad. It's horrible. It looks like a. <laughs> I don't even. It looks like a sci-fi original. That's what it looks like. It's horrible. It, it seriously is. Horrible. It looks like they spent too much money on it to make it. Like, I'll probably go to really, jail for pulling it. <clears throat> yeah, because it's that bad. That'll be the movie. Yeah, that's the curse. Or they it's bust like, in like, like the feds are just, like, all right, all right, Mister West, <laughs> it's time for you to come with us. Yeah, you pulled that. You pulled that Morbius turd. We're gonna take you in. <laughs> Yep, Sony doesn't want you pirating that. They need, they need the money some money. They get. Yeah, I tell you what, you give us fifty bucks, and we'll call it even that you saw it in THX. Yeah, <laughs> it's like three D THX. We saw it on with fucking Chinese subtitles over it. But but just a free fun fact for you guys, if even if you're not comic book fans, but let me just just tell you, just in general, any film that's an hour and forty minutes that's supposed to be tackling an origin story is going to be bad. Yeah, I mean. It, it's pretty bad when there's comedies that I've watched recently that were longer than that film. Yeah, I mean it was bad. Oof! Was all this film is fucking nasty, dude. Splatter fest, I love it. But if if you don't believe me, go to Box Office Mojo. It's a com, it's a it's a commercial failure. That film. Oh yeah, I haven't even known anyone that's seen it. I've Uncharted had... was like the hit film of the year compared to that turd. <laughs> that movie actually looked good. It though. was fun. Now I did like it. Um, I didn't. You know, Morbius to me just in the previews looked so cheesy. But <laughs> Tom also... Holland has his shirt off a little much for me in that film. Yeah, it's like the Jackass film. There was a little bit too much male nudity in that film, but yeah. it was fun. But Morbius looked like they shot it completely in a fucking like studio. There was like no like. Hell, it just looks like shit. Well, the thing is, when you move a movie that was supposed to have came out in 2019... Yeah. 2022. It'd better deliver. My thing is, they would have made more money if they just suckered people and just put it immediately out on Blu-ray and just had people buy it to watch it. I agree. They probably should have. Or just put it straight out to streaming. You know? Because it's awful. <laughs> they should have just had... They should have just had Disney pay them to fucking distribute it on Disney Plus for like a premium thing. I mean, the Clifford the Red Dog movie that came out that's on Paramount Plus was better than that. That looks better. Honestly. It actually was better. Yeah. It looks better. I actually care that. about Clifford. I don't I give do a too. shit about Morbius. It's like. <laughs> now, it, what would have been cool is a crossover where Clifford is the end sequence where he, he kills Jared Leto. He <laughs> fucking stomps it's, him. It's the fucking. It's the fucking. Alternate universe, fucking yeah. Clifford. <laughs> He's purple. <laughs> it's Clifford the Big Red Vampire. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Have you... I'll tell you something I was thinking about doing. I was thinking about taking the ending of Graveyard Shift and having that giant bat eat Morbius. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> You know, because it's it seriously is it's back. There's no way if if there's anyone out there that's listening to this that liked that film, I feel sorry for you because I mean, it is fucking horrible. The same people that like fucking Ghost Heads and and or 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 Venom and Venom Two. I people keep trying like, well, you don't like Venom? It's like no, I don't like that. Not like comedy film. And he he's not a comedic character. No, he's not. He's He's a fucking symbiote from space. It's not supposed to be funny. Fucking anti. It's funny. But when you know the first time I watched it, I was like, "All right, you know what? This was like when I was out of work, um, <laughs> you know, during when the COVID got like really bad. Where we yeah, were, you know, I was home for like a month or two, and uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Venom. I know it looks really bad, but I just want to see how bad it is. And I wasn't disappointed. It was very bad. Like the first time, he's just like, he's <laughs> like, I'm really hungry. I would like a candy bar. I was like, who wrote this film? Oh, right. the zombie land assholes! Of course they did. Yeah, it's just a turd. It's stupid. It, it's 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 atrocious. I don't know what Sony pays like. I don't know what they want out of movies or like what their little universe they're trying to build. But it's like, are you trying to remake everything as like Spider Man Three? It's just like this big goofy turd. And it is. It's bad. You can't make anything that's just like bad, like <clears throat> evil and like fun. It's just dumb. Like. And you cast all these old ass people to play. I know, I know. Like, Here, here's like, the next like, film. You like ready? Eddie Brock is supposed to be like Peter Parker's age. Oh, I know. Like they. Oh, I know. I don't understand that. Here, here's the next one. You're right. Steve Martin is the Punisher. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, what is this? It's like you might as well get Dolph Lundgren to play the Punisher again. You know, is, is there? age range that they use i know but it's like, i don't know what their what the thought process is on that it's just like well the next film we're, we're gonna do the the lasher symbiote and we've cast we've cast a real young actor we've cast joe biden to play <laughs> to play lasher it's like <laughs> and and it's it's what is this like who is writing this shit it's just it's just awful <laughs> you know and by the way and i don't want to get into a thing about this but i hated moon Knight. just if anybody's wondering i didn't like it and it's because they do that venom shit in it, where it's like, "Oh, you got to keep on the move, or you're going to get killed, kid." It's, it's like, a, "What is this?" I just, I can't. Why is the inner monologue of these people like this, like goofy, like old man? I don't know what what the deal is. I know it's like it's like watching Blade Runner, and there's like it's like fucking Jim Carrey's his inner monologue for Harrison Ford. <laughs> he's like, he's just like. He's like, I'm going to have to go find these, you know, replicants and retire. It's just like, smoke it! (laughs) You know, it's just like, it's just like, alrighty then! Yeah, alrighty then. You know, he's he's just like, Deckard, you're late. He's like, alrighty then! It's like, just just ruin something that I love. It's like, silver, away! (laughs) It's just... God damn. It's just too much, and I, I I don't know who's writing this stuff, but it's it's really piss poorly done. It's like, come on, guys, you know. It's like I'd rather watch those Shrek films than watch fucking Venom, because at least Shrek is what it's advertised as. It's like, it's a stupid fucking Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy voice acted movie. It's like a yeah, cartoon. I mean, it's just. But Venom is like, I don't know who they're selling. And did you to. watch the second one? Yeah, I ripped that. I one. heard it was horrible. It's worse, honestly. Really? Yeah. The, the I mean, only, the, there's only one scene that, that was like okay, and it was like when Carnage initially breaks out of prison. That part's really cool because it's I can't, shit, but it's just it goes by so quick and it's just so convoluted and like Carnage isn't even really in the film, and then they kill him off. So it's like, what the hell's the oh point? God. What the hell's the point of him being in this movie if they're not going to do like the full on 
symbiote thing. Like, it's very and and Woody Harrelson with like dyed orange hair. I was like, what are they doing with this movie? Like, it makes zero sense. You know, I have something funny to tell you. So I share a lot of stuff to our page. From horror that rocks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And today, I about pissed my pants. The only reason I saw this because I was friends with this chick. Not on our stuff, because I didn't even put this on her page because I'm not a fan of this film, but she put like a paragraph, some ch- just rando chick I've never talked to that I'm friends with on on Facebook. She put this like paragraph under Blair Witch Project going, this movie was a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> it was a fucking piece of shit then. And I just thought it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, she just sandblasted me for put even because I never liked that movie. That Oof. movie gave me a headache when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but Oof. hey, if people like that, you know, whatever. I mean, they did a good job then of marketing it because you know I was younger when it came out. A lot of people thought that it was. Did like, you like it when you were a kid? I don't know if I liked it. I just remember how hyped up it was. It was very hyped. Like I remember, it made a lot of money. I think. Yeah, it was like the highest grossing independent film. Like I think horror film ever made or something um but i remember it everyone thought it was real like you know because i was a lot younger when that film came sure out. so everyone thought it was like a real film i was like how do they make you know sure this was before i saw it so like back then we didn't have streaming stuff or like we still had to rent things you know i think it was still vhs at the time so you had to go and fucking rent it so we all just heard about this film that came out that is like a docu because there wasn't like the whole found footage thing that like started the trend of that so it wasn't done before where it's supposed to look real like I mean they have done it like like it, it was set up to be like a snuff looking film like like Faces of Death I guess was set up that way and but it wasn't really popular anymore to do that and it was never really a popular thing in general where you had this found footage style of shooting or whatever but you know people thought it was real and i thought that was cool but once i saw the film no it's it's uh i don't hate it but it's not i'm not like gonna praise it as this like amazing movie i just thought it was but, funny that this chick flip shit about because most people that i talk to are always like oh it's amazing yeah and she nah, just was I'm, just <laughs> i would say for what it did for the genre you know because i don't like found footage stuff i think they've way overdone it over the years but um, I mean, I have no bone to pick with that. I think you know, for what it for what it started and, and <clears throat> at the time it came out, yeah, I think it's actually a pretty pretty good film for that. You know, but do I watch it? No. You know, did you watch the sequel? No, Book of Shadows or whatever. There's another one. There's like a newer one that came out. I guess yeah, the remake. Yeah, it was I remake. saw that. Is that any good? Yeah. Is it a found footage thing too, or is it like not really, but kind of, but okay. not really? It felt more just like a film. Oh, okay. It's weird that I like that. I don't know why I thought it... I mean, I thought it was for what it was. I thought it was halfway entertaining, you know? But it was cool, and then it inspired those paranormal activity turds, which are just redundant. I've jump, never watched those. Jump scare movies. There's a couple of them that are kind of cool once you've once it goes into different stuff. Well, here's that... This whole last part, like the effects in this movie are just... You want to watch like a movie... Where you're like, we need to. I want to see some good practical effects work and how, how much better it is than like CGI gore and stuff. It's just this movie. The whole reason it is good. Even though it looks, it looks super cheesy, especially now. But it's Gumby. It's good. Yeah, it looks like it Gumby. does look like Gumby. Gumby and Pokey. It's straight up. But it's cool looking. You know, it's 
It doesn't. I'm not like, man, this is real, but it, it's cool. Oh, God. You're right. Shit. It's cool. It's cool practical effects work, you know. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the doctor sitting on the damn floor. That's how good of a host I am. No, yeah. it's, it's, I, well, it's, <laughs> I, I had another a chair. spill recently, some. Yeah. Like that oatmeal-y fucking corn. flesh that came out. So I don't need corn. Ooh. You don't, cream you don't corn. like cream corn? Oh, that's what it looked like. Yeah. Coming out of the wrist. Yeah, it just looks like something. Yes. So those of you who don't notice, uh, I did get some new mics and stuff, so we're working with that. We're in a straight-up fucking studio. I know. I'm trying to trying to make it happen here, folks. Get the quality. We're near six, and I'm just... Uh. Oh, you're six, and I'm just now getting my shit together, upgrading stuff. Now that was pretty effective. Oof. Yeah, now they're just like these demons ripping out of their bodies. It's fucking wild. Ooh, you gotta love it. Gotta love it. You know, for a second, that oh, head kind of looked... smasher. Oof. It kind of looked like uh, Grandpa from uh, Cake from Creepshow. Yeah, it did. And there's a roach. Everything goes better with roaches. Yeah. All which it is. Got the Gumby effects with roaches. Yeah. Gumby. <laughs> with roaches. I do love me some Gumby, but not with roaches. I do too. Yep. We'll hold the roaches. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I always forget how gory this movie is. Or more, more so just... It really is. It's gross. Yeah. Gory, bloody... Green shit, woof. And who who would think all these years later that's still his uniform? Yeah, pants and that fucking blue shirt. Yeah, damn denim shirt. Last suit you'll ever wear. Pretty cool. They should bury him in that. Yeah, I know that's morbid to say, but they should. Yeah, it'd be pretty dope. I don't want Bruce to die. So don't. <laughs> I'm just saying. When you know, it'd be it would cool be thing. fucking cool if they put him in the. Brown pants and blue shirt. Yeah. Minus all the gore. The Ash Williams garb. His Ash. Nobody will ever be able to play that role. Necklace there. Very depressing, you know. And all his friends just turn into demons and then that's it. The eyeball door house. Yeah. Pretty, pretty awesome, man. Sick flick. It's one of the best. Like I said, I personally, I think, out of the three, Army of Darkness is my favorite. That's a good one. And I'd go to, then i go this one, then the remake. But, not taking anything away from this one, but, you know, this one, this one's good to revisit. I've enjoyed the hell out of this. Yeah. I haven't watched this in This years. one's really good to revisit once in a while, but you if know, you... why the hell, yeah. I haven't watched this in years, man. How long has it been you've seen this? I don't know, since I, I really don't. I, mean, I don't it's know serious. if I watched it last year. Last I'm telling couple you the years. truth. It has been a million years since I've watched this. It's, it's Rancho. It's good. It is. It's very good. But you know, like I said, there's nothing taken away from it with my ranking. I just three's always, you know, Army of Darkness has always been my favorite. But and two, I just really like because it's it's gorier, it's goofier. Uh, but this one, when I do go back and watch it, I love it every time. But. It's not something I, I can. Damn I can watch two or Army of Darkness. They have a lot of replayability with it. I guess that's why they I like do. them better. Not They're to say fun. Yeah, not to say this one doesn't, but this one is better for me when I don't watch it for a while. And then, like today, like we're watching it now, it's so much more effective when you watch it every blue moon. You watch this film. But look what it's playing. 
Yeah. Hey, look what it's about to play. Oh, some reanimator. That's another good one, man. Have we done reanimator? Uh, yeah. We did. We, we did a long time ago. We did. Long time ago. Well, yeah. Uh, final thoughts. Kind of already got into it anyway, but yeah. I mean, it's it's a classic, man. It's 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 a blueprint for splatter flicks and just for fun like horror movies in general especially practical effects work and just makeup effects uh it's it's bruce campbell i mean that's it's one of the best uh if not the best indie you know like b movie horror film of all time really i mean it's, it's definitely up there it's one of the top top tier horror is evil dead for sure yeah there you go i think I mean, we used to really high and drunk and watch this movie when I was a teenager, and we used to go up to Morristown illegally and, yeah. you know, probably doing stuff we shouldn't have been doing and party at the actual house. So yeah. it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, just the experience of it, I guess, it's kind of become part of my life. Yeah. I don't really talk about this being like my favorite film or anything. It's not like that. It's just the film's just kind of like part of my uh, teenage years. Yeah. Great. It was fun to watch it again. I haven't watched it forever. I, I just watched... At the beginning, I was telling you guys was some of the transfer of the 4K looked like shit, so I just wasn't really impressed because they were charging like 100 bucks for this 4K set that had it and Evil Dead. Yeah. So beware, buyer beware on that. Um, I disc of it, but... I mean... Sure. It just doesn't really look that good. Yeah. Films like that and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, some of the... the you're just not gonna just really... four, there's a 4K region free 4K of Texas out now, and I've debated. I mean, a lot of that. I don't know what to... it would look like, and I I have trouble believing it would look better than the Blu-ray, and that movie looks weird anyway. Like, yeah, just I, I think a lot of that comes down to just. I mean, it's more it. low budget than Evil Dead, I think, or yeah. as low budget. Yeah, it's at least as, but I don't know. But yeah, it's it's a great. movie. Thoroughly enjoy it, and like I said, it's much better watched if you give it a lot of time before you watch it again. Like I said, I can watch Evil Dead Two now, and then probably it's yeah. fun. An Army of Darkness, I can watch closer than that. I can watch that. So we've never done Evil Dead Two. We have not. Well, we will do that. We will. Like I said, this one, give it a good break, and then come back and revisit it. You're gonna love it so much. I like today. Like I said, it, it's awesome. Just, it's one of those films. Maybe you can watch it every day. It's your favorite movie. Maybe you're in the Dead Eye documentary and you're the biggest fan. Whatever. You can right, watch it every day. Yeah, you can watch it every day. That's, go fuck myself. Yeah, that's up to you, though. But for me, personally, I think it's it's a good film to revisit every once in a while. And it just it's a makes blue, it so It's a rainy fun. day one. Right, exactly. Every day, revisit Evil Dead. Do it. But if you like it, watch it every day. Fuck it. Listen to Phantasm every day. Do it. It's your... Yeah. Corey Gore Christ, fully posable action figure. <laughs> right. Do it and do it well. But yeah, thank you all for watching. Thank you for sticking with us for six years. And if you're just tuning in, you got a lot of uh, catching up to do. So we appreciate your support. And uh, keep listening. Keep watching horror, listening to death metal, sharing our stuff on social media hitting like buttons, doing all that shit. We appreciate it. Doctor and I here at Phantasm headquarters. Stay fucking gory. Phantasm.
and you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm.